on the Spencer's the Pez, Goking out at the cons, Renaissance Fest, Watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie, <laughs> sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a Listen up, fanboys! It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. Whoa! And here's your host, Mr. Funny Pants, Derek McCaw. I think we're gonna live with that one. We're gonna live yeah, with that okay. one. Editor in chief of FanboyPlanet.com, Derek McCaw. We are podcasting uh, Thursday, January fifteenth, two thousand nine, from Elusive Comics and Games at two seven two five El Camino Real, Suite one hundred four, in Santa Clara. The only place. Where Lon occasionally buys his comics. Audience is slightly smaller tonight. It is. It's okay because we're a, on Thursday night. It's on Thursday, Thursday night. yeah. Uh, because but Jane, remember, Thursday night is man's night at Elusive Comics and Games. Uh, apparently, it is. Men get in free. Yes. So, by the way, of course, that was my fabulous announcer, Lon Manly Lopez. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a special guest now. This makes like the third time. Third time. So yeah. you're actually a recurring feature Ooh, on, on the hey. podcast, which is good. We have from Garrett's Games and Geekiness. Yes, our, Doug uh, Garrett. Doug Garrett. Awesome. And the Brotherhood of Education. Hey, all right. Found Woo. fist bump. Right. Oh, Terrorist oh. fist bump going what? around. Oh. Right. You don't include oh, okay. me. Well, oh, okay. sure. There you go. Whatever. Sub. I educate kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and across from us, moral compass going. Okay, delete, delete, delete. He's never been convicted, though. Sound engineer, Rick Brett Snyder. Okay. That's all I got to say. And that's good. All right. So we've got a lot to cover tonight. Uh, comics, movies, new TV news. And, of course, Doug Garrett is here, so we'll be reviewing a game mm. that fanboys might enjoy. Or um, might not. <laughs> but before, we're not? No. I said, or might uh, not, not enjoy. Okay. Well. I said, well, might. It leaves both ways. You're an Englishman. You want to we should point leaving out, it open. we actually have Michael Goodson in the audience Well, he's well. eating. What's up, buddy? <laughs> Don't choke on that burrito. So there's a little preview. Michael, what did you think of the game? That game sucked balls. <laughs> it's oh, like that Kenny. It oh, sucked okay. halls? Okay. It's, it's like having Kenny on the show. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Uh, but before we get to the to the news and reviews and all that, we do have, of course... It was a double barrel whammy yesterday. Oh, a loss to the fanboy world. First, awful, of, awful. I don't know. It's like which order did you hear it in? Because the first one I got, I heard them both at the same time. Ouch. Yeah. Which was we lost at age eighty, both in Los Angeles. Uh, at age eighty, Patrick McGowan. Yep. Who wow. was uh, has Darby O'Gill and the Little People, the Prisoner. The Prisoner. Oh, no, that's Sean Connery. Was Sean Darby. Connery was in Darby O'Gill and Little People. That's all right. Thanks for playing. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, uh, The Prisoner, The Scarecrow of Romney Marsh. He that's has, the he one has I was three thinking, yeah. genre, genre things. For Disney, he did The Scarecrow of Romney Marsh. And uh, the third major genre thing was he was in The Phantom. He was the he was the previous Phantom to Billy Zane. You mean The he Phantom was, of the Opera? No, the, oh. the, uh, the adaptation of Lee Fox comic strip that... Uh, uh, Billy Zane was the Phantom in the mid nineties, so he Patrick, would have played Billy's dad. He was Billy Zane, who was the previous Phantom, because the Phantom wow. is a. It's is about a, generations of Phantoms. So yeah. he appeared as a ghost to advise his son in a lot. Oh, of he the was action. actually in that movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what I've been oh. saying. But uh, probably best known for the prisoner. prisoner. Absolutely, yeah. he produced that. He produced that. He wrote several of the episodes under assumed names. He made sure it was done right. 
And yeah, well, and he never got out. He, he fought the BBC. About, talk, absolutely, he fought Sir Lou Grade. Uh, it was actually ITC. His one concession was making it longer than it was really supposed to be. Well, they wanted 24 episodes. He got it to 17. Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. and definitely a show that uh, paved the way for obviously a lot of modern genre stuff like Lost and uh, Fringe and all those. The basically the conspiracy idea and the there was a DC, DC comic sequel to it mm-hmm. a few years back. And right now, if you are intrigued by this, AMCTV.com yeah, I heard about is this. showing all 17 episodes for free on the website because, of course, they're producing a six-episode miniseries uh, with Jim Caviezel, who was in The Passion of the Christ, as number six. And number two, there is no number one, or at least that we know of, number two is being played by Sir Ian McKellen. Wow. So it's a, a really cool. Very cool. At least on paper, it sounds yeah. like a very exciting remake. And unfortunately, so wait, Patrick Mag- McGowan did Magneto? not live long enough to see it. Magneto is going to be playing. No, Gandalf is. Oh. Ian McKellen, wasn't it the same people? Who played Magneto? Ian <laughs> McKellen. Uh, so anyway. Okay, thank you. Okay. So he's going to be playing number two? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Have you seen The Prisoner? Have you ever watched No, I just, I just, I would have. you're thinking a potty joke. I would you? have issue with thinking... my agent if he <laughs> brought me, hey, I got your role. What's it as? Number two. Forget it. I'm Sir Ian McKellen. I'm not doing no, it. No, no. Yeah. Except okay. you'd know the property and you go, nah, I'm awesome. not British. Go ahead. Or Move on. American, apparently. Uh, many. You're not a really. A, you're not a fanboy. You keep claiming it. Whatever. But... Move on, Chuckles. Okay. The other one, of course, which maybe Lon will understand because he watched. Yes, oh, Ricardo God. Montalban at the age of 88 uh, passed 88? away as well. Wow. Yeah. So he made it up there. He did. He did. They I know had, who that guy is. Long. I know. I Rick got it in leather. the Latino le- newsletter. No. So did you? There's yeah. a, there's a I newsletter. I have subscribed. You, You're no. Latino. Don't uh, don't worry about it. Okay, I, I don't. Anyways, <laughs> so yeah, our people are very sad. Well, Ricardo Montalban has a lot of connections. He was a star of Mexican cinema, cinema before brought over for a series of Esther Williams. He was brought over. Yes, yes. He like starred a, a bunch slave? of Esther Williams uh, by Hollywood. Offered a Hollywood contract. <clears throat> uh, in addition, Could of course, probably brought up if he was in Mexico. Could have been brought, brought up. over. Wow, I guess over the border. Wow. Over the border. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but of course, probably as people realize, is Khan Khan Nunian Singh in the uh, Ooh, in the Space Seed episode yeah. of Star Trek, and then brought back for Star Trek II: The Movie Wrath of Khan. Uh, so, probably would we agree the best of the Star Trek films. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, no definitely. question, no question. That definitely. film in its own. And he has. I don't know. I'm kind of falling apart. Five. Okay. Yeah. And he was. Uh, for sure. No. <laughs> no. Trying to even remember part five. Most people don't want it. It's, it's the one Shatner directed. Favored Nations contract with Nimoy. That's what happened. Oh, was, you know, we liked all the time we get about it. With Lawrence Luck and Bill. Desi Arnaz's uh, hmm. son-in-law. Okay. Anyways. So, yeah, I know. Anyway. Uh, but he also had other connections besides Fantasy Island and Khan. Uh, he was also a recurring villain on the original Zorro television series. I just realized um, why Derek podcasts. He has to have an outlet to let all this information out because if not, his head will explode. You're right? just putting that together. Yeah. I Hello? just figured it out. Holy so why crap. do you? I do it to get some of it in. You know what I mean? So <laughs> okay, it's almost like I'm a weird leech and you're this weird yes, power amper, <laughs> and I'm just sucking <laughs> off your knowledge. And you're I'm just putting this together su- yes. because I've been trying to be sprayed for remoras for quite some time. So right there, see, yeah. sprayed for remoras. <laughs> what? I have no clue. Anyway, okay. 
So Ricky Montalban. And it was also in the Spy Kids franchise. Spy Kids yep. 2 and Spy Kids 3D. And you forgot. You left out one oh, of no, the most important ones. Uh, P.O.T.A. Planet of the Apes. <gasps> Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. And Hello. Ran the circus. Yes. Yep. Lon came through on that one. He is responsible for the fall of I mankind. guess I'm just not a fanboy, really. I don't know. Oh, good. You called out an ape movie. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it is an ape movie. I know. But we're terribly sad to say goodbye to both of them. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and you now, know what, though? I just... You know, and one we didn't... Uh, well, we didn't acknowledge I was just going to say. What? Go the Naked Gun. I oh, just I just watched it like last week, and you know the scene, you know him going off. He played the perfect villain to mm-hmm. to Leslie Nielsen's Frank Drebin in that picture, which he is being awesome. re-released uh, on DVD uh, next month under their "I Love the Eighties" banner. Was awesome. Uh-huh. So uh, yeah, one we missed. We did. Did we talk about Michael uh, Barrett Roddenberry? No, we did not. That happened, and we should acknowledge that holiday, you know, over yeah. the holidays, and we just never got back to that. Yep. So you know, it's been a a month of, of loss standard of on the original Trek. series, a cast, a regular cast, recurring uh, special guest on Star Next Trek Generation. Next Generation. Keeper mm-hmm. of the Flame, pretty much, right? Yeah. 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 She played Luxwana Troy. Yes, I, wasn't, I was afraid of, to pronounce that word, that yeah. name out loud. So good. Thank you. Thank you for doing it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Keeper of the Flame, and she voiced both, she was the computer as well. Yep. So on the uh, original series as well. And in the new one, but now they're probably not going to keep her. Well, I mean, yeah. well, they can't re-record, right? So, I mean, no, no, no. I, she was scheduled to redo the voice oh, for the she new hadn't one. Done it yet? She, I, I don't oh, think I hadn't she, heard. I don't know. I don't know if she hadn't done it, but Cause I, I was kind of under the impression that they're kind of done with. Uh, oh, so maybe they got it, her so on it. That, yeah, which would be, maybe. Which would be great. that'd be an awesome tribute. Yeah, that would be that would be great. Uh, it's not that it's going to make people see it anymore. But if if they but, don't, I hope they get the black chick from <coughs> "I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker." You know, the ones all, your door is a jar. Close the door, mother. <laughs> you know that one? You ever know? <laughs> she should do the voice. Anyways, yeah, let's I was, get to some comics I was news. hoping the same thing. Thank you. See, he knows it. He okay. feels me on this one. Okay. Uh, I say the comic section today, here's the shameless self-promotion for the catastrophic comics they're sponsoring today. We have launched today on iTunes the or the iStore the uh, Sparks first issue motion comic. Uh, is as an app on the on the iStore for ninety nine cents for the so first issue. So it's only issue. playable on Sweet. iPhones and i iTouch. Uh, but it, through iTunes, iPod you can play touch. it on your computer. It's an MP. I think it's an MP four. Oh, file okay. As so well. you play it through iTunes. I think it's also available on the iFeel and the iCUP. So okay. those are, check those out. Great. So, so it's yeah. uh, ninety nine cents for the first issue, voiced by Michael Perret, who had been uh, hey, Tony Villacana on Greatest American Hero. So that's the issue that's already out. The, yeah. Okay. And then in two weeks, I guess the second issue will be done as well as what I've heard. I, I shouldn't commit to that, but uh, uh, so I'll be checking that out this weekend. So People go buy link, it. Link to it on fanboyplanet.com. I'll have that link there to cool. go directly to Motion that place. Comments. Is there anywhere if they like that and they want to buy the first issues anywhere online, they can go buy catastrophiccomics.com. There is awesome. you get signed editions signed by by William Cat. Uh, I believe Elusive Comics and Games has some copies. So if you're Sweet. local here to Santa Clara, come on in. Check uh, it the out. The first four issues are are there, and uh, with you know the fifth issue will will be soon, hopefully. Can't and, wait. Yeah, I mean they're all done. It's all a matter of now, just finances. Uh, so we get to let's talk about it. first. The GI Joe revival came out. Oh, you want to go that now? Okay. Yeah. Why not? Um, I mean, because 
you're here, you're excited, it's IDW. Well, not really. Isn't it IDW? Uh, well, yeah. you're not excited, but it's G.I. Joe. This is the relaunch, I guess, in preparation for the film. Uh, it's basically, I think, kind of a reboot um, because what they're doing is, is this is starting with G.I. Joe as an entity that kind of already exists. And the way the characters are talking, they're, what's this cobra I keep hearing about? So the book we have in our hands now is just called G.I. Joe, written by Chuck Dixon. and a real man's by- man. Robert Atkins, and it looks like... What's we, Atkins done before? No idea, but he looks very... Uh, God, who did he make me think of? He looked very... Uh, like the guy who does The Boys. Maybe. Derek I Robertson? I know, it's not as... Uh, I don't know, he looks pretty... Sta- you know, standard comic guy, he's pretty good. Yeah. But anyways, the, the launch continues in February with another G.I. Joe book called G.I. Joe Origins. Are these one-shots? Written then? by Larry Hama. No, no, these are all three new ongoing series oh. that are going to... Basically, IDW is putting out three brand new ones. And then the last one they're putting out in March, or I guess at launching, I guess in March, is called G.I. Joe Cobra. So they'll be running simultaneous separate storylines. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. So, but this was the first one to come Which out. IDW has been very good about, or, or bad, depending on your point of view of that, of like splitting a franchise into as many. Star like, Trek. Well, and, and, and they've done them with Angel. That they're adapting episodes existing of the show. So, Smile Time, the puppet one, has yeah, a miniseries. One. Yeah, and I thought, oh, are they doing a sequel? No, they were just straight up adapting as a six issue miniseries, an episode you get on DVD for probably about the same price. Yeah, less. Yeah, yeah. It's basically it's you know this this is GI Joe's year. They got a movie coming out. Mm-hmm. They got a web series coming out soon called GI Joe Resolute. The toys are hotter than ever. I mean. So they're just trying to capitalize on the nostalgia. Did and, you ever get that toy that you really wanted? Uh, yes. I've got most that I've been looking for. So, yeah. So it's the year of the Joe. It, it, well, it, we'll see. If the movie stinks. Is that you know, mid-August? Might, is that when it's coming out? Is, is I don't know. I thought I heard it was early July, but then they could have bumped it. I mean, if they're okay. smart, they probably bump it. But uh, the comic itself, the art's decent and good. I like it. It's... You know, it's a typical reboot to where you're kind of reading it going, this isn't the G.I. Joe I know and love. But Is it the same characterization, same staff? Well, of the- n- well, here's the thing. There's already, and this is one thing I don't like with reboots, there's already an, a character that they, they took uh, named Daltone, codenamed Daltone, turned, her, turned him into a chick. Okay. So now he's a chick. And uh, Scarlet's now the leader instead of oh, like really? Duke. You know what I mean? So it's all these things. Are so where's Duke, Duke in there? Duke's in there. He looks like he's still the main character, but... Is he going to be, like, main in another one of the books? I have no idea. But, you know, it read really well. It had... I mean, it's great. The thing I loved about G.I. Joe comics is they're very uh, up to par on their military lingo and their their military procedure. And, you know, there's a lot of that in in this book, which I thought was really cool. And um, don't know if I like the new direction, but, you know, it was a top quality book. Would you give it... And like three issues or something. I to, might, to, I might give it three. I mean, it's it's basically it knows where its audience is because it you know it starts and it's actually it paced really well. It starts with a mystery, you know, introduce you know introduces some kind of uh, new machine, talks about Cobra, you know, introduces the bait. I mean, for a Joe fan, you know, if you're looking to maybe. If you're nostalgic but then looking to jump onto a new thing, it might work for you. I don't know how it's going to read for new. For new readers who've never heard of G.I. Joe, I don't know. I what mean, about, what about kids who are buying the action figures or their parents are buying the action figures for them? Like if, like if you acknowledged any of yours and you bought them 
toys would you buy them this comic? Um, this one I would think is a. I mean, no, because this one is trying to get. So you'd be a good responsible father. Well, yeah, because it's trying to get the adult, you know, the teenage thing. I mean, if you look, there's a couple pretty violent. So more of a teen, teen and up. Yeah, I mean, because what basically what they're trying to do is they're you know anti-terror, you know, action kind of thing. And then here's a guy bloody dying against the wall. I mean, there's no real obvious deaths. You know, yet actually, no. In the beginning, there was people still a little, down. Uh, you know, and so it's, it's violent. You know? It's definitely because, more violent than the original series was. Well, no, because the original series was geared to the same way, um, but most kids got their GI Joe from the TV, which okay. was all safe. So I, you know, if I would recommend, you know, if they are going to read the comics, read the comics that come with the toys, because those are all uh, those are reprints of the Marvel books. No, they're just they're brand new ones created oh. just to promote the toys, and they're kid friendly. They're fun. They read like and they and they're true to the original characterization of the you know the original and characters. If you, and if you are nostalgic for the original Marvel series, I think IDW is repre- reprinting this. reprinting the Marvel. They just yeah, pr- put out one last week. Paperbacks, right? Yeah. And like next them, yeah. issue is introduces the Baroness with a Adam Hughes cover. Yeah. So that ain't oh for my. kids. So. That's not that's not for your six year old. This ain't your dad's GI Joe. <laughs> My dad didn't oh. have a GI Joe. He was well. I mean, it's twenty five years, so <laughs> you figure if you're like one year old listening to this podcast right, right now, because because you know. well, it's not my GI Joe, but mine's already a different one than yours because I had the light exactly. black hair and beard. And we had the better one, right? Well, so. what's up next? You had the smaller one. Uh, I thought maybe so. Small could, could be good too. Talk about War of the Kings. You read War of the Kings? I did. Marvel's cosmic crossover, and it was kind of one of those books I went into thinking, okay, I love the Inhumans. I really hate these continued, distended, it's it's secret invasion, War of the Kings one-shot. And it was a big book, too. I don't know the page count, but it was it was not a standard More issue. More than 22 like. pages. Yeah. And um, actually, really pretty cool. The, uh, and that won't spoil too much, but the Inhumans uh, are striking first um, in the War of the Kings. And who are they striking against? Uh, it's primarily the Kree. Ronan are the these accuser, the, other kings the people, they're about? the people who put them on Earth and have uh, over the years abused them and come back and tried mm-hmm. to conquer okay. them. Black Bolt, man, I'd like to see Bolt go up. The real Black Bolt go up against the Hulk because he does some stuff in this one. You just, you just kind of go right because I think they did yeah. establish that the the one the Hulk beat up was, was a scroll, was the scroll. Yeah. yeah. So pity. It's, I know. It's quite fond of that page. Yeah, you remember? I know. You remember, you remember cool. how you remember how they got to the moon in the first place, right? Uh, no, ship. I don't. They Starship. flew the city to the moon. Attilan oh, flew to right. the moon. So they already established that Attilan is basically a spaceship. Did we know what song they played while they were going there? They did not play Fly Me to the Moon. Oh, because that's ironically I thought that. They did they actually, did. though, listen to Dark Side of the Moon as ah, they did. And as when they the landed, moon hits okay. your eye like a big pizza pie. That's Attilan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually one of my sail away. <laughs> okay, one of my favorite ah, one of my favorite characters in this who I've never really had much use for before is Maximus. Maximus is coming off awesome in this Black series. Bolt's evil brother, evil uh, manipulative uh, psychotic brother. Got to have um, one of those. Yeah, and I do. Uh, and I do. actually, he's never been written better. <laughs> so, really, better um, than the Jay Lee. Uh, Paul Jenkins uh, miniseries? He's never been written better. Wow, because that was my favorite. Yeah. Wow. Well, but it's Dan Abnett and Nancy Landing series. writing, isn't it? Mm. And, and they're really good at the space opera. They, yeah. And they've they've really been the masterminds behind the whole, uh, whole Annihilation thing, which rolled into this. And uh, 
They get it. They also write Warhammer for Boom, I think. When they come face to face with Ronan the Accuser, who's always been kind of a giant jerk. Accuser? Before. Well, it means mm-hmm. aren't all accusers. They're kind just big jerks. Ronan are. actually. It's like, let it go, Ronan. Ronan actually, you, you just kind of go, yep, that's what you'd do. If, if you were in this spot, that's the way, what you do. It's it's just, I've, I'm actually excited about this War, uh, War of the Kings series now. Hmm, okay. Interesting. So. All right. All right. Well, uh, Final okay. Crisis, uh, Grant Morrison's book, Final Crisis number six, came out. At six of seven, right? We're six of seven, so we're almost. It's not done yet. We're almost done, and is uh, it new? Did the new? The does it have new artists? Delayed till August. Uh, this one, this one's combined, and it, and it is, uh, it is a little jarring the transition. There's a few pages by J.G. Jones, then a few pages by Carlos Pacheco, who of course has just been announced that he's uh, now exclusive to Marvel, so he couldn't finish up. And hmm. uh, Doug Monkey is uh, the penciler for the end of it, and he'll be he'll be drawing the entire seventh issue, or if he's not already drawn it. I say we just volunteer and draw But a it. major, oh, sure. Uh, of course, a major earth-shaking event does indeed happen in Final Crisis number six. And I don't know if you've seen... Should we, do you have a spoiler alert right spoiler here? Spoiler alert? Do you really want to? It's only been out one day. But by the time this do it'll be four. Have you, do you buy it? Okay. You haven't read it yet. Okay. Is it- it's already been splashed across a lot of places. Oh, okay. But, uh, which is... And it has been promised by the mini by the event in Batman called, of course, Batman R.I.P. Wait, can I guess? Go ahead, guess. Batman dies. Oh. Oh. Wait, wait, can I guess how? Guess. Um, he. Um, I guess you can't guess. Well, I was trying to think of like all, I was trying to think of one stupid mistake Batman would make. Slips then, in the tub. There is yeah. no. But then I was like, "There's no thing." He can... He's listening to the radio in the tub. Goes to answer the phone, and the radio falls in. It's... Oh man, mm. no, that but... Morrison. <laughs> no, but see, Batman would have put uh, rubber uh, lining in his in his blood cells and would have right anti shock absolutely. Uh, proof. Yeah, and. Uh, and of course, it, it also answers one of the mysteries from the first issue, and which is kind of a cool circular thing. All right, can I guess again? Okay, guess again. Um, Did his, you read the first his, issue? He has a brain aneurysm from thinking so much. No. no oh, okay, no. I don't know. Anyway, no, I didn't. Uh, I read the first issue. I don't remember what happened. Well, the first issue begins with a bullet traveling back in time that killed Darkseid and, and forced him back in time. What? What the first? The first yeah. issue of Final Crisis? Yeah, Ryan, they had the bullet that came. That was going backwards through time. That's what brought Barry Allen back. There was a bullet? Yep. I guess I'm going to read that again. Yeah. I don't remember that. Mm. Anyway. it's uh, So it's that a, bullet traveled back in time and then shot Batman? No. Batman shot it. Huh? Batman fired the bullet. That uh, killed himself? No. No, that killed Darkseid. That killed Darkseid. Uh, it's very circular. And it's We're not seeing look. a cause and effect from Batman shooting, even if he no, shot because, it backwards through time. Why he things, died? Because uh, Darkseid hits him with the Omega effect at the at the same time. Ah, uh, so it's got that real. You know, we it's, it's all. Wait, promised. how can a bullet kill Darkseid? Because it's a special bullet. Okay, now that's just see. <laughs> it's a bullet that went back through time, man. Yeah, right. Come on, but I it's mean, another still. version of the magic bullet. I mean, mm-hmm. and Darkseid goes back into the left. <laughs> back and to the left, mm. and then hits the governor as well. Uh, so weird. De- if they stick by this, they are you know then they're really doing an earth shaking change to the and, and uh, so wait you didn't tell us how he died. 
Yeah, the only thing, the only thing that comes close was when he broke his back years ago. I know, I know. Or let's see, uh, maybe when, when Gotham Superman City Su- was leveled. Well, and what about destroyed. when Superman was beaten to death by Doomsday? That's another one. Yeah, yeah. things you just don't recover from. Or you know, or Crisis on Infinite Earths when Supergirl was killed. And yeah, until oh. continuity was rewritten. Yeah, and um, it's uh, a, ironic that this starts with Barry Allen coming back, back from the dead. <laughs> It's a mind bender. That's all I say. Has he come back yet? Yes. Oh, okay. There's a scene with all the flashes standing there. They still have not really adequately explained why Barry Allen's there, how he got there, but he's but he, we know why because I'm not reading anymore. Is Barry showing up in the regular Flash book now? I'm not reading the regular Flash book okay. either, so I don't know. We'll hmm. find out. But that was one of Dan DiDio's big things was I'm going to bring back Barry Allen and restore yeah. everything. So <laughs> okay, and then ruin everything else in the process. Another, speaking of a Barry. Who's also appearing in comics right now? Barry White? Barry Obama. Barry Obama. <laughs> um, who's that? The president elect of the United States. Long. Oh, you mean Barack Obama? Barack Obama. In high school, they called him Barry. What That's a what sellout. Uh, so, uh, Barack Obama is, uh, is, is. Oh, we've just had a silent mime entrance. Is Barry Allen in the, appearing in the regular Flash books? Michael Goodson, librarian to Fatboy Planet. Hello. <clears throat> uh, Wally West finished, screams the cover of 247, February 09. Last panel. I had a great run. Never the end. That's Wally. Cool. Right. Can so, you bring the new Final Crisis over here so we can see how Batman dies? Anyway. Yeah. So Barack Obama, of course, appeared in Marvel Comics yesterday. This is Thursday the, four, the 15th. Wednesday the 14th, the Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man... 583, 583, hit the stands. It is already a With day a later. Resounding thud. A day later, it is in its third printing. And uh, here at Elusive Comics and Games, they had 40 copies of the cover, which had Spider-Man and How Barack How do you go Obama to three together. printings in a day? Because the order, the reorders on the East Coast were so fast and furious. By the time the West Coast need, knew they needed to reorder. They just go the where at capacity they, and then they we're going to have to do out. another they run? Said, yeah. Yeah. Well, it wow. was on. It was on most newscasts. I think it made the network newscasts. Oh, absolutely! It's been in the papers because I such. I went over to my mother's house. She turned to me and she said, "So, are you happy that a fanboy is in the White House?" And I said, uh, "And I said, yeah, I, I knew that he was Spider Man." And I said, "In fact, that you know that that's why Marvel, <laughs> that's why Marvels put him on the cover of Spider Man." And she said, "That was real." Oh, and now Michael's showing the final crisis p- uh, panel. Which is the yes, as I thought the, the de- just like he held Supergirl exactly. Now let me ask you this: Only he's though. not crying like he held. he cried more for <laughs> for Supergirl. No, than because he, did for he knows Batman. Batman would say, "Don't waste your tears." You don't exactly. No, but uh, so now that we're I know I know you're talking the Brahma thing, but um, the Brahma. Yeah, that's how I abbreviate it. Um, Brahma Bill Bull. But was, uh, they called him that in junior high. Was it at least a satisfying read? I thought it was. It had a lot of... Uh, a, Will Final well, we, Crisis finally, when it's all together, be awesome? Do you think? I'm hoping so. But like right now, you're up to six of seven. In I that. find it awesome because it's all the kind of like mind-blowing and where they're going. I Really, some of the plot twists, the, the death of Batman I actually expected, and everybody would have because that's where, I mean, for six months there's been a crossover event called Batman R.I.P. So how does this Batman death fit in with Batman R.I.P.? Didn't he die in... No, he doesn't actually die at the end of that. He's uh, kidnapped by Ma- Simeon and Makari. Uh, 
and then it said they did last rites, and that's they told the two issues right. of that, and then said in Final Crisis they showed the end of that. Right. Okay. And so that's where it was tying into. So more time travel. Yes. Yes. And alternate is, universes. Is Final Crisis really just for hardcore <laughs> fanboys? Though I am afraid that it is. I'm not afraid of it. It is. It is. I'm just afraid. You're just afraid. But let's talk Barack Obama. Sold out in his third printing. And the question I have for everybody. Now, okay, uh, Doug raised an ethical question before the podcast. I did? Oh. You did. You oh. did. But first of all, I should say that this is the third comic book that Barack Obama has appeared on the cover of. He appeared on an sa- issue of Savage Dragon in which the Savage Dragon uh, endorsed him. Endorsed him. I don't think – I think that sold very well for Savage Dragon, but I don't think it sold that. It was as crazy well, as still Spider-Man. earlier in the – there was an IDW Barack Obama comic book, bi- biographical comic book, and now this. And, of course, on Monday, Rob Liefeld announced that he was retiring from comics as a, as a thanks to a grateful nation that change was going to come. In the, and no. uh, Instead, <laughs> that Youngblood number eight. Youngblood's still out? No, it just came back out. That he was going to write and draw Youngblood number eight and uh, Barack Obama was going to be on the cover. Uh, and Barack Obama would be having some interaction with Youngblood. Obama's going to be on the cover of every comic Larry Flint thing. today said that. <laughs> Barack Obama's on the cover of Hustler? Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and uh, so when my question was, which of those comics would you find? do you think Barack Obama's going to be the most proud of in his own collection? And this raised Doug's ethical question. Can Joe Casada give Barack well, Obama well, a copy? I think that it has to happen before Tuesday. At least that's my understanding. Oh, I, I, yeah. I, I thought that the president, well, I wonder if in his official capacity, and I cannot accept gifts. That the gifts actually go into the archives, go into federal uh, so Smithsonian. If, if it does so get given to him after he becomes president, it then goes he, into the right the, the archives. But if so, the between now and on Tuesday at eleven a.m., one hundred fifty dollars for right. the first printing of his own copy. If he buys his own, it's okay, right? Right, right. And so maybe he'll just do that. Yes. Could be. Could be. Because his collection's got to be complete. I think he has a complete run of Spider-Man. I'm not Does he? Wow. Oh. So wait, if Obama's sweet. appearing in a Marvel book, does this mean now he'll have a Marvel Universe uh, entry? No, you know, in the Marvel Universe book uh, well, handbook? Well, here's the thing. Actually, is some, I, I can't remember who Will I Will he have a power scale what, we can look? He'll have a hero is It doesn't really speak well for his administration no. because... The head of security is Norman Osborn. Uh-huh. And so Barack, President Barack Obama has Norman Osborn as one of his – running his chief uh, – running S.H.I.E.L.D. Basically. He wants to unite America. He's bringing so both sides together. By nominating a psychopathic killer. It's a step up from well, Dick Well, just Cheney. like Republicans. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> I know. I know it is a step up from Cheney. Woo, politics. Uh, but yeah, so it's kind of weird because you know, at least in the D.C. universe, they, they – they don't. They're not going to do that. So I don't know. How do you feel about having uh, – and the irony is, of course, boy, that suck up Spider-Man because Spider-Man was endorsing Stephen Colbert just two, three months ago. Yeah. So, yeah, but you know what? <laughs> it's true. He's, he got behind our president. That's why. Oh, okay. He threw politics aside, aside. once oh, the election he, was over. He is just like that chick on The View. He's an American. Um, right. Yeah. You mean Sherry, the black chick? No, I mean oh. the, the one from, Joy Behar? from Survivor. Um Elizabeth, oh, yeah. Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Hasselbeck. She was on Survivor. Yeah, that's where I she have came no from. Idea. Yeah, we interviewed her on Fanboy Planet long, long no time way, ago. Really? Yes. Before we hated her, 
Yeah, wow. the second year I think Michael and I went, they had a Survivor trading card game at. Oh, that was an awful game. At uh, at, at Comic Con, and oh. so Elizabeth was there, and they asked us if we wanted to interview that's Elizabeth. What, that's how she. So she went from Survivor to the View. Yes. Oh, and then she married well, a quarterback. Right? She married that's a quarterback. She was. In, I think she was actually so engaged wrong. to him before she was on Survivor. She'd already been dating him. Oh, so she. Was so a she's a groupie. Is what you're saying? Maybe. Oh, okay. Can we get back to comics? What? Well, Please. actually, it's funny it's you say that. Together. Okay. It's all in our Elizabeth Hasselbeck number one. Um, <laughs> I just read right here. Oh, we have Elizabeth Hasselbeck comics number one. Right, where she battles the women from The View. <laughs> and it's drawn by Frank Cho, which is really interesting. Very nice. So, yeah. Rosie's never lying. No. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Look okay. for that on newsstands it's now. Either, it's a joke. It's not even in existence. And my eyes just spontaneously bled. <laughs> Thanks. Mm. <laughs> well, let's, uh, the other part of that Spider-Man story, though. Okay. Yes, yes Rick. He's been dying to talk about this. Go well, this ahead. Is, uh, this is just another continuation of the rampant uh, sexuality in comics because if you – the Bar- uh, Barack Obama copy was the alternate – Limited cover, right? We've already commented that it was going for forty dollars here, and it was well. Going and for one of the reasons, by the way, I should say that it was that it was a little rarer than people anticipated was that apparently you had a two day stores had a two day window to order, and in order to get the alternate cover, they had to actually order more copy uh, more copies of it than they had of a previous a set previous issue, uh-huh. like five seventy nine or the beginning of brand new day or something. Mm. So they had to increase their orders, and Marvel didn't tell them why. But and then after that window had closed, then they announced two things, kids. Um, if you're getting don't it, don't do drugs. If you're getting it just to get the cover that has Obama and Spider-Man on the cover, that image is inside of the non-limited book. It's right at the beginning. The book is divided into two stories. And well, way to ruin my eBay investment. Thanks, right, Rick. But it's not on the cover. But it's not on the cover. On the cover, we have a reference. To the store, the first story in the book, which shows Peter Parker walking along the street with two ladies, one on each arm. These ladies are slightly older, but nonetheless uh, very vivacious and attractive. Parker is quite proudly saying, Face it, cougars, you just hit the jackpot. Obviously, heading home from uh, some ladies' night. So, bar. in the story, what actually happens, Rick? I haven't read it yet. So we don't know. Oh my gosh! Steve's coming over. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. I don't think they have any copies left. In no, this. they sold out of everything. Yeah. So it's all. But we wow. had a we had a big discussion about Peter's uh, um, sex life last week. Yeah. I had meant to write this down. Bill Willingham had given gave this big interview last week that's been like ticking off or dividing fandom where he said that superheroes need to return to a moral clarity and to be absolutely upstanding. And he himself said he was guilty in the 80s. The Elementals is one of the things that kind of started to slide down. Yeah, it did, actually. Yeah, because uh, I think they were the first to have the swimsuit issue, and there was definitely a lot of uh, there was a lot of a lot of bed hopping in uh, elementals. I do remember picking up an issue and going, "Oh my good lord!" I think there was even a sex special for elementals. Yes, there was. Yeah. So, um, Bill Willingham, writer of Fables, has said has apologized and said and said that you know one of the reasons he thinks comic sales have slid is that because superheroes really aren't the uncomplicated beacons of morality that they were originally intended to be. 
you know, I forgot I forgot the other thing that's on that cover, which Tell I, me. I uh, there's a there's, May is one of those two ladies. No, there's a little blurb off to oh. the side that says action is his reward. Yeah, see, you know, okay. Kids, you buy, guys just have dirty minds. There's nothing by, nothing read by in Franklin no Richards, son of all. a genius. By the Marvel Adventures. Was it a James Bond reference, maybe or something? Yeah. Oh, okay. What? Action Seriously, is and his reward? Two girls. Action know. is his reward. Look oh, out. oh, that's a, that. Clicking. Sorry, I don't have that burnt that that, that clicking sound you just in heard my at brain home. Every time. It was in the movie. It was in the movie. Yeah, yeah. it was in one of the movies. They, the first movie. They, the song? Somebody was, yeah. They no, I know. I, I know the song. I'm familiar. I just... Apparently not. I can't quote oh, it apparently in a not. notice. Okay. Let's go to movies. Someone else who now will not be quoting these things at a moment's notice. Samuel L. Jackson has apparently priced himself, allegedly priced himself out of the Iron Man sequel. Eh, he's still negotiating. He's not out, out. They haven't said yet. He's out, right? Not out, right. No. Okay. See, he's just trying to get a bigger paycheck. Yeah, it's That's just annoying, like he said though. in our interview. Remember that interview? Oh, I got my wife likes to shop. I gotta get lots of movies so she can get shopping. Oh God! Yeah. I think I actually still have the audio file where he sounds pretty much like Lon. That's true. It's weird. did it really? It's weird. Wow. And he's wearing a Kangol cap mm-hmm. and looked at me like I was dirt. Um, yes. No, he didn't. No. All right. He was actually quite charming. Sure. So apparently, but allegedly he might be out. He might be, he and Terrence Howard are going to be crying into their beers over this as Iron Man 2. But at the same time, they announced a possible casting rumor now is that Black Widow, as I think we mentioned last, last week, week, supposedly in the cast list there was a character named Natasha. Emily Blunt, who was the redhead uh, in The Devil Wears Prada, which I'm sure Lon saw. Actually, I just saw that uh, last weekend. Did you? It was on FX, so I saw the TV version. Okay, well, sure. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. And uh, she is rumored to be to be in talks to be uh, the Black Widow. Oh. And you know what, though? And if you look at Prada, she she's be not good. that cute. But on Chud, that is like awesome like model picture of her, and she was hot. So she could pull it off. Yep. Which I, just, I, I decry your sexism, but I think but the truth matters, the Black Widow does have to be. So, yeah, okay. <laughs> decry my sex. Anyways, decryer. Um, well, <laughs> That's what they but, call uh, me in elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I just hope that when they do the Black Widow, mm-hmm. it's not the bad, like, uh, Boris Badenoff accent in it, you know? Like, oh, Tony Stark, I... You know, that whole thing. You'd Where is Moose and Squirrel? Yeah, exactly. Where is Iron Man and Grimson Dynamo? I no, no, Das Badania. You know what I mean? So let's hope they give her a little more better. And that was actually a quote from the Disney film Condor Man. Mm, right. Um, <laughs> so there we go. Rumor has it by the time this podcast is posted, there may be a Watchmen settlement. I don't know what that might be because really? we're podcasting soon. That apparently or was that was, reported? a hearing was called off. Oh, and they said uh, they, they in t- they're talking they, now. They're talking now, and they're finally because it's getting close. Mommy and, closer, and Daddy made up, made up, and who knows what we may get out of that? Another backtracking on something we reported last week. David S. Goyer, who uh, wrote and directed the film The Unborn, that opened Goyer. last weekend. Uh, Not very good reviews on that one. Really? That's a horror film. Because they didn't show it to us ahead of time. I know, surprising. Yeah. Um, anyway, he uh, he said that all the uh, Warner Brothers DC movies were on hold while Warner Brothers tried to figure out what was going on. 
John August, the screenwriter of Shazam. <laughs> just in general, what's going on? <laughs> well, because they were, you know, he was saying their response, they want to be like, you know, everything's got to be like the Dark Knight. And yeah. John August said, yeah, my draft is, is dead of Shazam and blah, blah, blah. Well, the producer of Shazam gave an interview this week and said, no, as far as I know, we're still moving forward on Shazam. Wow. And the writer-producer Greg Berlanti of Green Lantern said, yeah, as far as I know, that one's still going. So you talked to this guy? No, they've both been given interviews and, oh. and said that, uh, said that they, as far as they knew, Warner Brothers was still – they were still in production. So there's still hope for Brandon and The Rock. There's still hope for Brandon and The Rock. So – Yeah. Hey, hey. Uh, which is – And then maybe they'll put some cool people in the Shazam movie too. Wait, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly Oh, okay. <laughs> thought you were talking about the Green Lantern movie. Okay, uh, right. so let's move to TV. Maybe we can get Lon back in here. Battlestar Galactica starts this week. Are you excited, Lon? Uh, that's the one with Brandon and The Rock, right? Right. Oh, yeah, I totally want to see that. No, yeah, awesome. I can't wait. Have you been watching the web webisodes? No, I should, but I figure, man, i got to do that. Yeah. I figure well, I they don't tell you anything, so why We're, do it? But Doug's a big fan. Doug's yes. A big fan. Well, come on. Then. Well, I, I must say that Talk I haven't seen excitement. the webisodes, I, okay, but well, I am uh, really very excited for the new Battlestar Galactica. I'm excited, but it hasn't hit me the yet. The last half of the last season to return. Right, but I'm kind of mad, though, because why? they had this done a year ago, and they decided to be jerks and get one more season out of us, or half season half out of season, us. Half season, yeah. So, I mean, no, I'm well, excited, but it, I, after I see the first episode, maybe I'll get back into it and be like, yeah, I can't wait. But right now, I'm just kind of like, oh, those well, mother yeah, frackers. Well, they they drag it out, but they also did a number of things, like they, they released the, okay, I'm going to game geek on you, but they, they released the Battlestar Galactica board game, which came out for Christmas, so that... Now they can, you know, maybe now, pull people in. Was that better than the Star Wars Escape from the Death Star? Actually, it's a very a good board game. game. It's a very good board game. It's, it's cooperative uh, board game. Cooperative with the possibility oh, yeah, of traitors thing and again. Cylons, yes. So you can become a Cylon halfway through the game. It's actually kind of cool because you might be a Cylon and not know it. Yes. Is that so like it, a Jeff Foxworthy bit or something? It's very... Yes. <laughs> you might be a Cylon if... <laughs> It, it, it's actually very. If you die and you wake up on a big planet, <laughs> oh! God. If you wake up in a tub of goo, yeah. That's you if you have one eye going wrong. back and forth in the middle of, okay, yeah. I'm classic. If you sleep with guys Baltar, okay, that's a, you see, might be a Cylon. You might be a Cylon. I get it. And you say I'm not a fanboy, but anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Okay, how about Lost? You excited about that? Uh, very much so, but also I'm a little hesitant because we're, we're turning that corner of heading towards the end of the series, two more uh, seasons. It sounds like they're going to kind of drop the flash forwards now that we've caught up to the forward part and we're mm -hmm. just now starting, going to see them trying to get back to the island. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that show can not have any so this flashback kind of flash based forward. Like the, this is sort of like the, uh, like a remake of the Harlem Globetrotters on Gilligan's Island then? Pretty much. <laughs> Except yeah. this time they're trying to go back yeah. and not right. get well, off. Right, well, no, they, they, tried to go, they did go back. That was mm -hmm. the, the thing. They did escape. and uh, You know, yeah. it's uh, – every season I get, I think, you know, ah, I'm done with the show. Then I watch and I go, ah, they pulled me back in. So, All right. I'll check it out. You like Hurley. I love Hurley. I love all of them. I miss Charlie. Yeah, oh. I miss Charlie. But he's still around. This is true. Okay. 
Any other television thing you guys are excited about? Uh, Battlestar Lostica is pretty good. That one's <laughs> yeah. coming out. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, le- more conventional, but it's kind of a, a good heist uh, show on TNT. Leverage with uh, Timothy Hutton is uh, oh, that's what you were talking really about. Really good. Yeah, I, I, it it reminds me that there was an old Jeffrey Archer book called Not a Penny More, Not a Penny Less, and so the people get. People get uh, conned, and then they all work together to con uh, others. They they're conning the cons, and so hmm. it, I, it, it's it's a pretty solid, pretty solid show. Now, did you ever watch the the British show Hustle? No. Okay, so I was wondering Sorry. how that compared. It had, had a similar premise. Okay, with uh, Robert Vaughn. And uh, is anyone else watching Sanctuary? No, I just heard, it's uh, actually turning into the League of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen done right. Whoa. It's that pretty says, amazing. Yeah. Wow. So they have they have um, the man who was Watson, who, who actually was the model for Sherlock Holmes. They have the granddaughter of, I can't remember the name of the character, but the guy who was the uh, Invisible Man. They have Magnus, who is long lived. She's the main character, Amanda. Um, Stargate woman. Yeah, from Stargate. Amanda Tapping. Tapping. Um, Nikol- Nikola Tesla. Who is actually a vampire? Oh, that's kind of cool. And Jack the Ripper. Oh, oh, hey, oh. So, all hmm. in modern time. And in modern time, it's on. It's on Earth. It's okay. yes. Yeah. Just thinking. So the way you're describing it also sounded a little bit like that. You read Autumn Angels? No. Oh well, I'll tell you what, that's a book by a guy named Arthur Byron Cover, which is like the far future, and people chose their own identities. It was all literary uh, figures. It's very interesting. Kind of like cosplaying. Covers are kind of strange. Like they really do become that, yeah. Autumn Angels, and there was an east wind blowing or an ill wind blowing. <laughs> ill wind was, blowing, I started to read. Which that was, was uh, very Sherlock strange. Holmes, yeah. yeah, it's a very yeah. strange couple of novels, but they're great. Yeah. So, um, okay, so Sanctuary. But that just the first season just ended, right? It's, so, it's wrapping up now, the first season. Is that another Brit show? No, it's done in the U.S. It's actually all done Where green screen it? with uh, the ruby red uh, high def cameras and stuff. Wow. Wow. It's I'm on gonna, Sci-Fi I'm Channel. Gonna sci-fi. Check this okay. out. Yeah, because the thing is, sci-fi burned me so badly with that Flash Gordon yeah. that I just didn't want to take a chance Nothing on like anything. Fl- this is this is actually quite excellent. It's it's not at all like Flash Gordon. Is it better than Carnosaur? Yes. Okay, good. Well, <laughs> is it better than the Man then, Thing movie? And then worth noting that oh. uh, Stargate Atlantis wrapped up. They had their their but their, there's a new one. They had their their series Stargate finale. Poughkeepsie. And they've got it's okay. Stargate Odyssey, I think. Is, is the mm. next one, and it struck Stargate me. Stargate Cash Cow. Yeah, I, it's a brand new. It's a brand new. It struck me right now the parallel that they're making with the Star Trek series because they had the original Stargate, which was an original concept. SG One. The second. Speaking of Star Trek, I was it sounds say, like ah! somebody's beaming in. <laughs> the second series. The second series for Stargate was Atlantis, but basically was a city that could fly out into space, which is Deep Space Nine. And this new one is about a Stargate crew that gets shot off into another galaxy and they're trying to find their way home. Oh, oh. it's kind of like Stargate La Jolla. Oh, God. Yeah. Awesome. So Interesting. But Sounds extremely like original. Yeah. I like this Extremely. Hmm. doesn't hurt that Robert uh, Picardo's <laughs> in the second series. Oh, is he? Uh, there we go. They've got that nice tie-in. Yeah. There we go. Uh, so of course now we have uh, Mr. Garrett. The whole reason you're here. Let's all just oh well stare. Turn thanks. this over yeah. to you. I mean, it's the only reason we do enjoy your company. Well, your, thanks. Your dulcet tones. 
But it's expertise. Your well, expertise in games is it, why you're here. Yes. Tell so, us what you're presenting this well, week. Well, I, I'm. We had some choices that made Michael we Goodson went with, leave crying. Yes, we went with a game that I think uh, everybody at the table would <coughs> say they maybe have a, a few reservations about. I liked it. I won. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. Uh, uh, that said, I, I, I like some of the mechanics in it. This is a game called Carpe Astra, or Seize the Stars. It's from Reaver Games. And, uh, Rick it is, liked that he won. Yes, he did. So, uh, it's primarily a card game with some cardboard chits that you've got in it. And, uh, chits. The, uh, yes. And you actually build the board with some double hexes. Uh, you're trying to gain... Influence. Thank you. Influence in... Six different guilds. You see how he's infect, uh, affecting what he you want to say this. now? That's what he it's does. Amazing. That's what happened in the game, too. You're tr- so you're trying to get influence in these six different guilds, and you have ten rounds in which to do that. And nine of the ten rounds have events, which can give you a bonus, depending upon the cards that you are able to accomplish. And you accomplish cards by sending out your, your spies and your saboteurs, which are a little... Uh, uh, hexagonal wooden little cylinders. Pegs. And, thank you. And uh, they, you can do a, a good influence uh, by setting up a network card, which would gain you chits, or you can do a sabotage. Uh, is that what it? Slander. Slander. You can do a slander, and then you connect to someone else's guy, and you're trying to get them to lose influence. Yes. And there's some nice back and forth in it. Uh, I think your the luck of the card draw is a little bit uh, problematic. Uh, and stop looking c- at me, because because Michael was really messed over with his card draw. I yeah. think I, I think it also it was kind of clicking for him, but I'm not sure. Let me explain t- something but, though on yeah. that. You know, I after uh, having lost oh two dozen hero clicks games to him and. Uh, when we judge that, when we tried re- reviewing games earlier, like uh, the versus card game system, sure, and we said, you know, it must be screwed up because I beat Michael. <laughs> I'm okay with Michael losing horribly. All right. Well, I do think I do think that it does have a uh, one of the flaws. In I'm the not game bitter. That we saw I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> with four players, is that uh, the rich kind of get richer. In other words, attacking someone with so slander. So we want to play a game that actually has some escapist value to it, and this one just doesn't have that. It just doesn't. Well, the, the, if you're doing well, you're going to continue to Halfway do well. Halfway through I the think. game, they passed a $350 Wait, billion like, chit bailout package. That's kind of like Monopoly, though, and you still play that. No, we don't. No, we don't. No one wants to play Monopoly. Uh, right? Game's been like a hit for 100 years. So. People buy it and put it in their closet. Uh, 70, and now they, you know, that's why they have to come up with those like SpongeBob Monopoly games. Even then, it's right. They buy so, it. They put it in the closet. You're just a yeah. And and so, for Once example, I tried to bring Rick down, but the cost for me to do that was much more than what he lost, which was one coin, uh, as I tried to slander him. So. Yeah. I took the high road. I only slandered. Once. I think. I yeah. think that the lesson of that game is that you know the high road is the way to go, and slander is just. It, I think with a four-player game, it, it definitely goes. is the case. But we didn't play com- all the way through. We no, ended. See, it could have so changed. It could have changed. Well, we went six rounds in. Rick and, is waving his head. No, thanks. This is radio, no, we, I, Rick. Radio. 
You're always with, telling me. With a few more rounds. Let's play again and kick his ass. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, set it up. Uh, with a Let's few... just beat him with sticks. Okay, good. <laughs> so oh. the theme is a little thin. The theme, well, yeah, it, it is. I There's do like the fl- I do like the artwork on it, and I think the flavor cards, if you were reading them, are are pretty good. But you don't really have to pay attention to that. It might have been uh, if you compare it to some other like space conquest games, it uh, it kind of falls flat. The idea that we're all playing different alien races does not come out at all. So there's no, no advantage. Well, I don't know that we're playing different. alien races. We're playing different factions that exist in one well, place. Were, I was the military person who was uh, this frightening I was the Borg like. Yes, exactly. Uh, okay, okay. And you were you were the religious. This guy. But in fact, all oh. that meant was our color. Yeah. Right. That's all it does. Well, it's, it's more exciting. The military, just, I didn't have any better. Otherwise, it's just sorry. Yeah. 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 So. I'm at the board game. I do like the building out of the board. I do. I think the card play is interesting. So you played it two-player before? Yeah. And I think it's actually, for, for me, two-player was different. There's more of the slander that would be going on uh-huh. um, because you're that. trying to yeah. bring down the other person. You, you were right. I think... Uh, you said at one point, Derek, that you're – no, maybe it was Rick. Sorry. Uh, that well, you're basically slander so that you're yeah. setting somebody else up to take – Right, because what happens is you're out of the influence chits in the pools. And so if you're going to take – if you're going to be trying to take them, there's nothing there to take. So right. if you slander somebody, you put more in the pool, which are probably gone by the time it's back to your turn again. So Though – it would depend upon the cards that the person had in their hand. Indeed, so, but in four players, there's going to be three people playing. Exactly. Yeah. That's so, you know. It's, so, uh, so kind of a lukewarm reception for this game. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you played it once before. I'd say the flaw in the way we are setting this up is we, we're playing it once. You know, like I really like that ghost stories. We, I mean, I thought it was fun a month ago or so uh-huh, when yeah, we had you sure. back. And it's like, but... And if we played it again, we play it slightly different, and you learn. I, yeah, how and understand more. And as, as I say, it's like this. I thought this was kind of, kind of fun, but it, for me, it's a learning curve. I yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and so I thought, well, if we everybody understood the rules that of like going, uh, or what is what we were doing right, it might have gone a little faster. It might have gone a little differently. I I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah, do we so. got next? Uh, well, that that is it. We're wrapping. Can I slip in we're something wrapping. at the very end? Uh, Black Lightning. Black just, Lightning I just, number one. I forgot okay. I wanted to talk about this, and I don't think it's going to get a lot of hype. So okay, quick. Well. A, okay. a comics, a comics uh, recap. Here we go. Just real fast. I want to recommend uh, Black Lightning year one, number one. Kinky hair and all? Um, you know, the kinky hair isn't in there, um, but it's mo- it's uh, good art. Uh, it's a pretty standard story, nothing groundbreaking, but I thought it was just told very well. Um but I thought it was just a good, uh, a good uh, portrayal of family, a good portrayal of the conflict, and and it was just good. I liked it. So it must be sort of that return to moral clarity kind of thing. It just felt like comics. A hero you, who's a hero, right? Just good comic fun. You know what I mean? It was like a comic comes back into town, has to be a hero. You know, yeah. given some good social problems, you know, I'll have, to, I'll have to check that out. Then. And I liked it. So just wanted. And of course, to give it ends with an ad for Resident Evil. Um, Degeneration, uh, yes, mm-hmm. the the animated Resident Evil film. Yep. For all well, you can do more cool zombie stuff when they're on animated. So. I guess that's true. I, I can add one more bit on comics and say that uh, Mr. Brechneider over here uh, was a, a wonderful friend and gave me All-Star Superman, the first graphic novel. The six, first six uh, issues first in six a hardback. Issues, and I just finished reading it. Actually, it was a soft what cover, you, but that's okay. 
Well, he's trained. not that good a friend. No, he's not. And and I thought I I thought it was I thought it was I'm excellent. kidding because good lord he treated me very well at Christmas. Anyway, go ahead. I thought it was very good. I I, I was very impressed. Oh yeah, and, I would uh, it was my recommended me, book for the year. It made me want to I, actually I, I go know. back and continue getting pick up the second one. Now I gotta say uh, I special ordered uh, uh, well special was sold out here the Camelot three thousand hardback. And so I've had a chance to just briefly now that's, look at it. It was never in hardback before. It was just no, paperback no, before. So what's now, new in now this oversi- It's oversized. I don't know all yet. I'll, I'll talk about it better next week. And I picked it up last night, and then I had other things to do, unfortunately. And so I like started to open it up last night, and then I fell asleep. Oh. So I woke up to find myself going, please let me not have drooled on this now. <laughs> <laughs> Expensive hardcover. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, so I'm going to be reading that, uh, at least looking through for the extras tonight. It's just, but you know, the thing is, it's a historic book. It's fantastic art. Who cares? It's old. Give me some new stuff like Black Lightning and Final Crisis and GI Joe. Okay, I think all you, you know. There's uh, that's a good en- note to end on. <laughs> it is. If you have questions, comments, complaints. Emails. Emails. Editor at fanboyplanet.com. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com. This is Lon, still a fanboy, Lopez. This is uh, Doug Garrett from Garrett's Games and Geekiness. This is Rick Bretsnyder reminding you to use your powers only for good. Camelot. on the burrito and thanks once again to the great luke ski for use of his music in this podcast visit luke ski at www.lukeski.com Don't you name them after the podcast? So, like, pull it out of the. I do, but that yeah, wasn't in does. the podcast, though. It'll be in the outtakes. It'll be in the outtakes. No, but then that's not fair. Just go. Okay. What's fair? We got this going. No, okay. You got a little cranky bag in the yeah. background. You got a little. He likes silence over his things. Well, no. I mean, nothing. if you want to, nothing. Excuse to me. Could we get quiet on the set while Mr. In, Lopez is making his art? He's entirely. No one make eye contact with him. Yes, yes, we don't. Don't approach him from behind. Well, there's other reasons for that. And he wants the golden <laughs> raisins and the. Uh, okay. Okay. Approach me from behind and golden raisins. That just sounds weird. That's like guy from it Fries. Really does. All right, here we go. Ready? Three, two. Listen up, fanboys! This is a Fanboy Planet podcast, and here's your host, the newly president erect Derek McCaw. We're gonna redo that one. We are gonna redo that one. What? Why not? President erect, come on. First of all, that was an adverb when you meant an adjective. But second, I don't know what that means. Recall that high school girls listen no, to this podcast. It means you build things. <laughs> We're redoing it. We are. You can say something about being on his own alternate cover or something. Else. Here we go.
Listen up, fanboys. The Fanboy Planet Podcast. Oh, yes. And here's your host, the newly elected President Flaccid, Derek <laughs> McCall. <laughs> and take three. And take three. <laughs> it did it different. <laughs> what? Once you're done talking about G.I. Joe, I want you to go over what? to your mother's house and tell her what you've done. Oh, she's she's seen worse. <laughs> Not in years. <laughs> oh. All right. Here we go. I'll just throw something out. Here we go. <laughs> Why start now? <clears throat> One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> and take four. <laughs> no, I'm just censoring him now. Take four. <laughs> Doug, will you announce me tonight? No, no, no it's not me. No, no, I will not do that. Right. I cannot no. top this man. Right. Are we ready? That's not true. For a buck, you can't. Okay. Listen up, fanboys. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. Whoa. And here's your host, Mr. Funny Pants, Derek McCaw. I think we're going to live with that one. We're going to live yeah, with that okay, one. That Editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com, Derek McCaw. And we are podcasting. Inferences to the first book, the first story in the book, where you have okay, you've got reference. Peter Parker, basically please. a reference. You have Doug, a reference. I thought you were a better friend to him. You'd stop you, him. You have a reference to the. You have a reference. You've given up. You have a reference to the store. The first story in the book, which shows Peter Parker walking along the street with two ladies, one on each arm. It's a historic book. It's fantastic art. John and I know Bolton. it's a, a, a Brian Boland. Brian Boland. Uh, John Bolton did the soundtrack. No, yeah. Michael Bolton. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> Michael Bolton. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, John Bolton actually led King Arthur to the UN. And uh, so, it, yeah, so it, I, every time you open the hardcover, does it go, Camelot? Like Bob Goulet? No. From far no. France, I heard your call. Don't start talking musicals with us. All right. I even know which character that was. Wow. Do you? See what I'm talking about? Do you? Derek needs to Do let you it out. Answer the question. Was it uh, Lancelot? Yes! yes. Okay, good. But what other freaking characters are there in that stupid in Fran- in, that are French. Anyways. He's the French guy, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? It's old. Give me some new stuff like Black Lightning and Final Crisis and G.I. Joe. Okay. I think all- you, you know, there's uh, that's a good en- note to end on. It is.